Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Italian American Podcast. The first podcast dedicated to helping Italian Americans learn about and celebrate their brilliant heritage. We're your hosts, Anthony Fasano and Dolores Alfieri Taranto. We're first generation and third generation Italian Americans from the same small village outside of New York City. As writers and speakers, we've both spent years exploring Italian American identity. And through this podcast, we continue this exploration with you. In each episode, we talk to dynamic Italian Americans. From athletes to authors to entrepreneurs to find out how their heritage has influenced their success, their values, and their outlook on life. We do it with a lot of heart, a lot of smarts, and a lot of laughs. <laughs> As the saying goes, there are two types of people, those who are Italian and those who wish they were Italian. Whatever camp you're in, grab an espresso and get your hand gestures ready <laughs> for this episode of the Italian American Podcast. This is episode number 83 of the Italian American podcast, where we will be speaking with one of our favorite all-time people, Michaela Malozzi. Michaela has a show, Bare Feet with Michaela Malozzi, where she travels around the world and learns the dances of different regions. But today, she's going to be talking about something that our listeners are very interested in, which is DNA research and heritage travel. And we're so thrilled to have her back. Dolores, how are you doing today? Doing well, Anthony. Excited that we got to meet with Michaela again. It really feels like she's part of the family. She's been with us since the beginning. It's nice to catch up with her. She's all over the place. So when we can get our hands on her, it's always a treat. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She really is great. We want to just welcome new listeners. We know that with every uh, new show we put out, we have some new listeners. We hope that you stay with us and also that you visit our website, ItalianAmericanExperience.com, and you can listen to some 80 back episodes all on the Italian American culture and experience. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you are new or even if you've been around for a while and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. You can do that right on your phone. And what that does is it makes sure that every time we publish a new episode, it gets delivered right to you. So you don't have to worry about missing any of our episodes. So please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And holy new neighborhood, Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> We've been making a point to talk about the new neighborhood on the show. And I'm glad that we did start to do that because it is just exploding. And more and more of you are joining us and sending us notes, letting us know that you're so glad that you did. It is such a vibrant space. We are so grateful for all of you who have been with us in the neighborhood since the beginning and continue to renew and stay with us and for all of our new members this space is what it is because of all of you. And it's really a way to take the podcast to a more intimate level and connect with each other on a real, you know, first name to name basis. And we get feedback from you guys in the neighborhood and we just get to know you and your families. So we're really grateful for those of you who want to learn more. You can visit ItalianNeighborhood.com. And please keep in mind that you can't just send us a Facebook request. 
We get a lot of those, just people asking to join the neighborhood as perhaps they just join any other group, but it is a paid membership. So you need to visit italianneighborhood.com and all the information on how to join is there. We do charge a small yearly fee and that is because we want you to want to be a part of the group. And it also helps us to pay for the various expenses that come with producing the Italian American podcast and the Power Hour. And we do have about 30 people that have tried to join the group directly through Facebook. And so we, of course, message you if you try to do that and let you know that you have to, you know, register and pay. But we still have about 30 people. So just keep that in mind. You've got to go to italianneighborhood.com. But it's been amazing. The conversations we're having there are amazing. We now have our Power Hour hosts, John Biola, Pat O'Boyle, and Rosella Rago, also in the neighborhood, getting to interact with people. And really, it's not even about the hosts and us. It's amazing what our listeners and our fans, our followers, what they're providing in the new neighborhood. You know, we are seeing people all over the country with the amazing traditions that they do with their family and with their kids, and they're sharing with us. And I think it's inspiring other people to do the same. And that's really why we wanted to start the group. And it's just amazing to us that it's happening on such a large scale. So we're excited about that. But now we're excited to talk with Michaela Malozzi. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Michaela, even though she's been on the show before. So you may know a bit about her, but Michaela. As a four-time Emmy Award-winning host and executive producer of Bare Feet with Michaela Malozzi, a travel series highlighting the diversity of dance, which airs on PBS stations nationwide and on Amazon Prime globally. A professional dancer and trained musician, Michaela decided to start a journey around the world, taking her camera with her to follow dance in the lives of everyday people wherever she went. And she's been doing it now for a while. She was on episode 22, if you want to hear her full origin type story of how she started the show. But again, today she's going to focus on DNA research and heritage travel. And right now, let's jump right into our conversation with Michaela. Michaela, welcome back. Hi, guys. Hardest working Italian-American we know. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Like, shoot her a text like, Michaela, literally, where in the world are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to be back. I love your show. I love how it's evolved. Oh, my gosh. So much exciting stuff happening for you guys. Yes. Thank you. I know. And it's nice to have you on again because you've been on since the beginning and it feels like such a family with our listeners, with our guests, with yeah. our past guests becoming new hosts and things like that. So it's, it's really evolving and growing, which is exactly what Anthony and I had hoped. Will you catch us up on what have you been doing since the last time? Yeah. You were on? <laughs> yeah. So last time I was on, I, I think I won a few more Emmys since last oh. time, which is kind of amazing. It's always really fun to win, but it just kind of is this affirmation from the industry of like, okay, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But then I've also been doing some incredible events and live events, um, meeting all the fans, especially we did a, there was the Italian festival at Hofstra university this past summer. I, this has never happened to me. I get people who stop me on the street every once in a while, but I was at Hofstra and I would take two steps and another fan would come up and be like, Michaela, we drove all the way from New Jersey and that, and we're in Long Island, you know? And it was just like, one after another and every age range, every ethnicity, men, women, kids, like it was so beautiful. And for all these people to be so passionate about Italy and we did a hotel on we got about 20 people on stage dancing with me. It was really fun. And so it's, that's my favorite part is to see how 
over the years, how the show has touched so many people. And I always get really emotional. Like every single time that happens, people who say hi to me, if you don't know this, but as soon as I walk away from you, I'm like hysterically crying because, <laughs> because it's just like, wow, this crazy dream I had about dancing around the world, which sounds ridiculous, actually is coming true, is true. And people like it and people watch it and people feel like they know me and that they're my friends and I feel connected to them too. So that's been the biggest thing. And then we're working on a new season. That's really something that I'm super proud of. And I don't think people realize, I know there's a long stretch in between seasons, but it's because not only does so much work go into it, but as a public television series, we have to find all the funding and all the sponsorship. It's, it's not like network or cable. You're wearing like every hat. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're so like I'm, building the building, cleaning yeah. the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're you're exactly. at the door hosting, you know, welcoming people into the building. It's true. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And I've actually been with you on the streets when people like, you know, when we're hanging out, the times, you know, yeah. when you're in town, I get to see you and people come yeah. up to you. I've seen your reaction. So what you, what you said is true. And it's for me, just as your friend, it's always so cool. Thank you. It never gets old. It's more about how people either they like feel like they know me or they've been inspired to do something because of the show, whether that's take a dance class or take a trip. I mean, the coolest thing that's happened so far is we ran into fans. I ran into two fans in Ireland in this pub in Doolin, Ireland, which is wow. like right off by the Cliffs of Moher, this amazing couple. And then on you know the power of social media, I posted it. And then the next day she messaged me on Instagram, it was like, we just got engaged. Like they went on that trip. So he, so he proposed, but we got, I got to see them the day before. It was amazing. And then another couple we ran into at the Paris airport. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It really is. And I think it's actually really important. You know, I think sometimes when you produce content, it's, we all know it's a very intensive job mm-hmm. and there's a lot that goes into it because, you know, of course you want to really do it the best way you can. And so sometimes it becomes challenging. I mean, listen, emotionally, mentally challenging. So I think when people come up to you and be like, Hey, I listened to your podcast and I basically found my ancestors because of it. It re it like re-energizes you. Yeah. Which, which I think is so important for the, so for the listeners out there and the view and Michaela's fans, all that stuff that you're saying is very helpful for us as the content creators. I think we can all agree to that. You guys know this. We're not in this for the money. I, I'm <laughs> Uh, public television, if I wanted to make money, I wouldn't be making a PBS show. <laughs> and it's true. Like when you're, when you have a passion project, which is your podcast, my series, other projects that our friends and people that we follow do, there are times when you're like, I can't do this anymore. I really, I don't know if I can do this anymore yeah. financially, emotionally, everything. And it is when you see a random stranger you think is a random stranger who comes up to you or messages you or sends an email or something that gives you such a personal message of affirmation. Again, this whole affirmation of like, please keep doing what you're doing. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. And it just keeps me going. Like it really does. And you say that a lot on the show. It does. Yeah. And I know why you, you know, walk away crying because you're just like, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, yeah. like you're just churning out this content because it's fun for you. You believe in it. 
And then when somebody actually let, takes the time to let you know that it's impacted them, it's just overwhelming. It's very hard yeah. to explain how much it, it means. It is. It's really cool. It's definitely cool. I just want to say, Michaela, real quick, my daughter, who's 12, sometimes we watch your show on the NYC oh. Life channel. And we just watched recently, I think it was the one, was it the Haitian, where you went around yeah. New York City to the different yeah. like, the Haitian restaurants or the gathering points? Yeah. Yeah, she loved it. I mean, I think you have kids, you have adults, you have everybody interested in what you're doing. My intention originally back, and now I'm celebrating nine years that I started this project, which I can't even believe, but it was totally selfish. It was like, I want to travel the world and learn as many dances as I possibly can. And that was it. And then as it started to evolve into this connecting with people while I was there, but also the people watching and then them being inspired, it has inspired me to work harder, make better shows, make better quality content, make more content. Like it just keeps feeding this monster of, I need to keep doing this. And I, I can't explain it any other way, except I have to do it. Yeah. When you have a passion project, you can't picture yourself doing any, anything else. And it's, been a very long journey, but I'm really glad that I've stuck with it. I bet you wanted to quit uh, probably 150 times in nine years. Maybe even more. Like <laughs> ago, over the holidays, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It happens Anthony, all the time. Right? It does. And Anthony and I find right when we're about to be like, okay, we can't, we got, we can't do this anymore. We're too busy. It's too much. Right when that happens is when some outside opportunity comes in. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like a sponsorship or somebody wants to work with you and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, we'll do it a little longer. It's yep. like God sends that little something. Yeah. The funny thing too, is that I was thinking about is how many times Dolores and I are literally like fighting back and forth, texting, like we're never going to get an episode out this week. How are we going <laughs> to, and then I'm looking at our website and there's like 83 episodes or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, part of me is like, whatever. I don't know why we're going through the motions of going back and forth and doing this because we're just going to record the episode. But because it's like you said, it's like automatic. Like you're just going to do it. But well, you're also calmer than me. So but let's get into what you hinted at a little bit before in terms of, you know, you're continuing to get more into your show and you're getting into a whole new, you know, a new topic for you or a different topic or theme this year, which is the DNA research, which has been such a huge thing. And Michaela and I are actually going to be on a panel coming up um, in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about at the, the travel show in New York City, the New York Times travel show. Yeah. What's, what's the date? Saturday, January 26th at 4 p.m. at the Jacob Jones Center. I go every year. It is my favorite weekend of the – one of my favorite weekends of the year in New York. It is like every single – tourism board, travel hero, whoever yep. you want to see is there. So you have yeah, I'm excited about representatives it. from all different uh, parts of the world, the Bahamas, South America, North America, Europe, you know, you want to plan a trip. There are tour operators that can help you plan your trip. They have giveaways. There are stages with dancers from all over the world and there's speakers like us and there's speakers like Samantha Brown, who's my travel hero, Patricia Schultz, who wrote a thousand places to go before you die. Uh, New York Times writers. It's the gamut of the travel industry, but also inspiration to get travel. And I think that's why I'm excited to be there because 
DNA travel is the top travel trend for 2019 this year on Lonely Planet, NBC News, American Way Magazine. I was just on the flight really? back to New York, and it, it was is, a cover yeah. story. I mean, we're really onto something. This is yeah. amazing. It is. Yeah. And just real quick, before we move off the travel show, I just want to mention that we're at 4 p.m. in room 1E10, and the title of the panel is Heritage Travel, Walking in Your Ancestors' Footsteps. It's going to be pretty awesome. So. Wow. That's perfect for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into the DNA stuff, Michaela. You have your show. When you came on way back when on episode, I think it was 22, you talked about how you started, why you started your show and you went back to where your family's from and you've kind of been going back to that in your head and take us down your idea of going into this DNA and how you decided it and the whole story. Both my parents are from this little town called Minturno which is in the Lazio region, right before you hit Campania. And for those of you who have seen the show, my very, very first episode was me going back to Minturno. We meet my nonna Pina, my grandmother, and I get to dance with Ijulari, which is the folkloric dance group in Minturno for this huge Sagra delle Renie, this wheat harvest festival. I decided to do that because my parents are both immigrants. I'm first-generation Italian-American, and I thought, I have this idea to travel around the world through dance and music, but I cannot start this journey without rediscovering my own roots first. And it was this beautiful journey. And that episode alone has gotten so much incredible reaction, so many incredible reactions from people all over the world. Because I get messages from people who are like, my last name's Malazzi. I live in Australia or I live in Canada or, or I get messages in Spanish and they're in Argentina or they're in Germany. I mean, like, so many, or my husband's last parent's name is Malazzi. Are they from Minturno? I don't know. Are we related? That, and especially the story of connecting with my family. It's a very personal episode. And so going forward for the second season, because my parents are immigrants, I thought, look, I live in New York City. It is the most, one of the most diverse cities in the world. Every single culture is represented here. So many different languages why don't I do a whole season where I travel the world within the five boroughs of New York? And that's what we did. And we met with a lot of immigrant communities. And what was also impactful was the reaction from our viewers who said, my Babchi was from Ukraine and I never knew there was a little Ukraine in the East Village. Or my grandfather was Puerto Rican and, you know, we grew up in Spanish Harlem. And so all of these things that were very closely connected to people When it was their own culture, they felt so connected to the episode, but also connected to what I was doing and felt very proud. So I thought, man, okay, there there definitely is this message of going back to one's roots, whatever they may be. And the only thing that I knew was being Minturnese from Minturno for generations. So I was like, I can't go any deeper than that. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be a bare feet show. It wouldn't be dancing with people who are gone. I thought, let me get my DNA tested and see what comes out of this and use my DNA map as the map for the episodes for the next season. And that's exactly what I did. And I was lucky. I mean, Italy is a very geographically interesting located. It's a peninsula there. The Silk Road trade route went through there. Sailors and traders, you have North Africa, you have the Iberian Peninsula, you have the Caucasus, you have everything that kind of like culminates in this era. You have a lot of Muslim influence, Islamic influence, and and obviously Catholic, but so much influence that could possibly come at this one point in the world. So 
I was lucky that I did get a lot of diversity considering that both my parents are from this tiny little town for generations. And so that's what we did. And this new season, it's going to be 12 episodes coming out starting the spring on NYC Life. Um, and that's what I'm going to be talking about with you, Anthony, on the panel is this amazing journey. My goal wasn't to find relatives. I know yours was very different. It was to go to your ancestral town and find relatives. But for me, it was more of finding this inspiration of places in the world that has directly been a part of me physically and learning the dances and music and connecting with people that may have been, if destiny was a little different, I would have been living in that place instead. And it was really emotional and so overwhelming in a beautiful way. And I, we still have four more episodes to film, but I think it's just an amazing way to feel more connected to the world by getting your DNA tested and then making these connections with people that may not look like you, but sort of look like you. It's this really cool, interesting journey that you can take. I, I loved it. It was yeah. incredible. And I still have more to go. So it's cool. I think it's, it is interesting and there's different levels of it. Of course. I mean, you could get your DNA tested, you get a report from whichever company you use and like, Michaela is saying, you can really feel more connected. You could understand a little bit more about yourself and where you're from. You could also then, of course, choose to go to one of those locations and get even deeper into it, do some heritage travel. And then, you know, if you're crazy like Michaela, you can start learning dances in each of these countries. <laughs> or you could just watch her show, of course, which is probably what most of us will opt to do. Oh. But when you learn that about yourself, it really opens up some things. I remember we had way back on episode, I think it was number three, we had John Cahey, who wrote a book about Sicily. I think it was The People and Places of Sicily. And I read it. I hadn't really fully understood all of the different countries and and regions and I guess kingdoms that had conquered Sicily over the years, right? Like between yeah. Spain, you, of course, there was a big Greek influence. There was Muslim and so you start to understand that like all of these are kind of in some way a part of you. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, I don't know, for me, it just changes your perspective. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I was almost apprehensive to take the DNA test because whenever I would travel to somewhere, wherever that was, whether that was the Cook Islands in Polynesia or Seoul, South Korea or Turkey, but every time I would dance with people, they're like, oh, you're you're a little bit cookie, you know, Cook Islands in you, or you're a little bit Korean, or you're a little bit. So in my head, I had this idealized, beautiful vision, like I'm half a percent of everything, you know, like, yeah. I just wanted to have this beautiful rainbow mixture of my DNA, which is, you know, not realistic. But what it did do when I did find out is, it kind of reiterated why I loved so many things. Like I love Balkan music, I love the uneven rhythms of Balkan music, the Balkan dances. And it turns out I have a, a big chunk of Balkan in my DNA. And it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, that makes sense. That's why I really love doing math with my feet. That's what it feels like to me. And I'm obsessed with Balkan music. Who knows if what we have in us, like, stays with us. But there's this, I think we talked about this in our last episode that we did together was that blood memory. Like, there really is something in you that gets sparked when you're reconnected, whether that's consciously or subconsciously. And this journey of, for me, my, my language to connect with people is dance and music. And so when I am having these conversations with people that are directly integrated into the makeup of my DNA and my blood and my body, 
it's so beautiful. I don't, it just makes me so happy when I get to have that connection. And for all the viewers who are waiting for this new season, I'm going to be crying a lot. <laughs> Watch out. It's very emotional in a good way. You know, I'm not like sad crying. It's, it's definitely happy cries, but there's going to be a lot of tears. There's a lot of tears. <laughs> That's great. I mean, listen, it shows how important this is to you and how deep it is. And really, it, like you said, like it's, you find out things about yourself. I mean, I tell people all the time when I went back to Sicily and I found my aunt that I met for the first time, she was speaking to me, not in Italian, in some Sicilian regional language that I had no business understanding anything she was saying, but we completely communicated a hundred percent back and forth. There's something inside of you from your past that you're eight, that you have and that it's there and that you can maybe find it or it comes out in certain ways and you have to do things to, I think to get it to come out, like maybe taking the DNA, the, do the DNA testing is one of them, you know, exploring it in different creative content ways. Like we're all doing here is one of them, you know, writing about it could be another one. You don't know what your background is completely. And the more you can try to harness it or understand it, it can really give you different perspectives on life and, and it could bring you a lot of happiness as well as kind of Michaela's indicating. She had a lot of tears. I'm sure a lot of those were happy tears, just like overwhelmingly happy discovering things about yourself. I have a big North African portion, Middle Eastern portion, and, and that reminds me, and I hope that this message comes across in the new season, is that you're not just one thing. Humans are humans. Aside from okay, we're going to all these beautiful places and meeting all these wonderful people, but they don't all look like me and they don't all look like, if, if you do get your DNA test and this happens to you, they might not all look like you as well. And that's wonderful. And that just should remind you that there really isn't that much of a divide between people, depending on religion or color of skin. People are all very similar. They all need the basic things, food, shelter, love, and joy. That's in a sense of community. And it's sort of like, okay, if we get past our differences, we find that there are so many similarities. And then when you get your DNA tested and these similarities come out that, wow, I share these attributes with all of these people. There have been people from the Middle East who came over to Italy who might have been my great, great, it says like my fourth great grandfather or great grandparent was Middle Eastern, which is incredible. And it's like, that's a very good reminder that what we might look like now, we're made up of so many diverse people. What's overwhelming too is thinking of the number of people that have come before us to make you as a human being. That overwhelms me. I know this, we're getting like very woo-woo here now, but if you want to do the math and find your sixth great-grandfather, you have two to the sixth power great-grandfathers or great-grandparents, excuse me. So what is that? Two to the sixth power. That's, that's yeah, for Anthony I'm, to I answer. I can't even answer that right now because I'm too, I'm, I'm too uh, <laughs> dizzy from all these interesting Let's say conversations. Two, four, wait, two, <laughs> four, eight, 16, 32, 64. You have 64. Oh, uh, I see right. what you mean. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you have, you have 64. You have like 128 fifth great grandparents. So th think about that. That's a lot of people. That is and an interesting way to put it. Yeah. And that's only going back five generations. So if you keep going, it's like thousands and thousands of people to make you as a, as one single person. It's, it's really uh, overwhelming to think about it that yeah. way. But then you realize, yes, of course there should be 
this beautiful mix of people in my DNA because that's with so many people, how could that not be, you know? So well, what was your criteria to choose which countries to go to? Like, did you have a criteria on if you were X percentage of a certain country? It, so I got my DNA tested on four different platforms with four different products because I wanted to just really see, first of all, if they were all similar or accurate, I don't know how accurate, but they're all similar. And they were all pretty much the general Mediterranean region, right? But one of them said I was 4% Ashkenazi Jew. Another said I was 6% North African. Another said I was 66% Greek and only 11% Italian. You know, they were very, they were varied um, percentages. Yeah, it was really interesting. But I, again, I'm not going to meet my family. I'm not trying to find ancestors. So I have the creative control to do what I want. So <laughs> if the where you want to go was on the map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's the a, upside of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the executive producer of my show. Right. <laughs> if I want to go to a place and it's on the, the regional map of where my DNA comes from, that's where I want to go. So I had a lot of, I took a lot of artistic liberties with one episode in particular. One of the tests said I was like, 0.2% Northwestern European, which includes Ireland. And Ireland is one of my favorite countries in the world. So I was like, we're going to Ireland. That's, that's cool. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's awesome. It's on the map. But aside from that, you know, most of the, all of the countries are on the map. The percentages are all very varying. Um, obviously Italy had the highest percentage at about 80, 88%. And what's interesting enough, I don't know, Anthony, if, if you took your DNA test early on, but my tests have been updating and evolving. I took the test starting back uh, last August, September. So back in 20, no, two, so 2017. Because um, that's how long it, you know, I had to find out my results and then start figuring out which countries we're going to go to and start producing and pre-production, all this stuff. And when I first got some of my few results, it was like, I'm 40% this and 20% this. And then all of a sudden, two months later, the percentages changed and some regions were taken out because so many people started submitting more DNA tests that became more accurate and they honed in on the information. So I keep checking if you've, if anyone else listening has gotten their DNA tested through any of the um, companies, keep going back and check your map and your DNA results because they keep getting updated. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, that is, sure. that is pretty cool. And I think one of the things that this episode, just in general, this conversation makes me think about, and I know Dolores and I talk about this a lot is, there's a ton of value in interacting with different cultures, right? Right. Like, like, you know, like I'm predominantly Italian American, but I love getting involved in things like the travel show, for example, where you can intermingle with different people at different cultures and learn different things. But on the same flip side, I also think that there's a tremendous amount of value in having some kind of group or nucleus of your own culture as well. Like Dolores and I have this new neighborhood group and we're meeting all these passionate Italian Americans, which makes me feel really good about our culture and sharing traditions. But then like, I just think there's a good balance of both. And I think Dolores, you, you and I talk about that a lot and yeah. there's value in learning about other cultures. And I think part of what's great about America is we have access to all these other cultures and even Michaela, your, your New York city, episode series shows how many different things are going on in New York city. Yeah. But it, and also just having the culture of being kind of with your own, like there's, there's value. There's so much value to both that if you can make time for both, I highly recommend it. We've all grown up in Italian American households, right? 
and and varying levels of quote unquote Italianness, Italian Americanness. You know, there's all this like, what does it mean to be Italian American? It means so many different things to so many different people, varying by generation of when their families came here. You know, do you call it ragu? Do you call it sauce? The whole thing. So, what region you came from? But I think that's so important. I 100% agree with you, Anthony, because my inspiration to learn about other cultures came from the fact that I felt so connected to my family's culture. That was the driving force for Bare Feet from day one. So it was the fact that my parents speak a dialect. We speak a dialect at home. My grandparents, my grandmother speaks a dialect with me and I'm proud of the fact that I can speak and understand my family's dialect. I also struggle, but work very hard to also understand proper Italian, but I don't want to lose the beauty of my family's dialect, which, you know, in Italian, now it's, there's this resurgence of learning and keeping those traditions. But for a long time, it was, oh, it's cafone, or it sounds, you know, like, it's not proper. You're not speaking properly, but it is its own beautiful language. And that goes for every region. And, and same thing with the dances and the music and the food. I mean, obviously, Italy and Italian culture is based around the table, keeping those traditions. You know, when in my own family within in my home, I want to keep those traditions. So, yes, 100 percent. There is a reason why learning other cultures when you're learning other cultures, especially in a place like New York. If people didn't maintain those communities within themselves, they wouldn't they wouldn't be around. They wouldn't be here for us to learn either. So there is a balance of maintaining your own culture or rediscovering your own culture and finding the communities that keep that alive. But also, you know, testing out the waters and seeing what other people like. I love every year there's Diwali, which is the festival of lights for in the Indian community. And that is so much fun. You know, it doesn't mean I have to start going to temple and learning everything about Hinduism, but it is a one day of year where I can connect with another culture. They have this amazing dance party. There's lights everywhere. There's food, you know, and that's a way to connect with another culture. And you're like, you know, this reminds me of this, of my thing that I do, or you see the similarities, you, you, you recognize the differences, but it's about connecting with people overall. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And that's and that's my point, because like I was like, we have obviously Dolores and I are constantly preaching about the Italian American traditions and have Sunday dinners with your family. And I think all that stuff is great. And the more you could do, the better. But like, you know, we have friends in town that are Indian and like we had them come over New Year's Day and they brought a whole bunch of Indian food. It was very interesting. My kids had never seen it before. But it was a great thing. They learned about it. We talked about it. And, you know, you're you're giving them different experiences, which I think is is really important. For me, I'll be honest, if I have to choose, I do prefer to be around, quote, my own people. I feel I do. I I feel like there is a undervalued emotional and spiritual richness to that. And you Uh can feel it. You can feel it when you're with your own kind, quote unquote, as opposed to other people. Now, that does not mean I'm not interested in other cultures. I have plenty of friends who are not Italian, right? And from different cultures. (laughs) But what I like is what you were saying, Michaela, that what I really enjoy is when I'm talking to somebody about culture, like their culture, my culture, uh-huh. you know, and you can connect on that. But I work with one woman. Her job is kind of to do for the Latino community what I do for the Italian community. And she will talk about 
being Puerto Rican and being Italian. And she'll ask me things about, you know, do you guys still jar the tomatoes? Do you guys make wine? And then I'll ask her and she'll tell me about their equivalents in, in Puerto Rican culture. It's not just Italian Americans who should connect to other Italian Americans and their heritage. Everybody should. That's, yeah, exactly. you know, like yeah. I'm, yeah. we talk about Italian Americans on the show, but, but what we're really right. saying is your culture is really important. Your, yeah. your right. ancestral culture will enrich your life immensely. Yeah. yeah. My husband's Italian American, half, well, a third of Italian American grew up disconnected from that culture and has sort right. of reconnected coming back into my family. He's funny because he's like, when we go back to your house with your parents and your whole family, he's like, you're a completely different person in the <laughs> sense of I fall right into it. And yeah. that, it, when you said that, Dolores, where you're like, I feel comfortable and it, it, there's this ease that comes with it. Of course, it is like my favorite thing to do is to be, whether it's a holiday or some sort of Sunday dinner where there are 20 or 30 cousins and aunts and uncles and we're all screaming and yelling and shouting and passing food and eating off each other's plates and like <laughs> that to me is love that to me is home that to me is comfort you know for some people like right. my husband it's a, a bit chaotic I, you know he's gotten right. a little more acclimated to that but you realize that's not everybody's normal and that makes me feel good to know that I still have that that I and yes I value that a hundred percent a hundred percent but it is cool. It's great to be able to, you feel comfortable with the people that love you and you love them back. You know? Absolutely. You just recognize yeah. it's just easy. I mean, I, I always, it's always very easy for me to meet an Italian American mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and instantly connect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's your comfort zone. Yeah. It's yeah. really our comfort zone, which is cool. All right. Well, listen, Michaela is always on the run, so <laughs> we're not going to keep her too long <laughs> Thank you. because she, she's a traveler and she's going to do some traveling, but you can find everything about Michaela and her show at travelbarefeet.com, including the meet. Michaela tab there where you could see everything she's doing. We got the travel show we talked about coming up the 26th of January. She's going to be in the Denver travel and adventure show and a bunch of other stuff on her website, Philadelphia, all over the place. Can't even list them all right now. But come and visit us at the travel show and we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about this heritage travel. And Michaela, we really thank you again for spending some time with us and we wish you thank the you best guys. in your travels, which we sure will be many. Love you, Grazie. Michaela. Love you. Grazie, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Michaela. It's always fun to speak with her. Like Dolores said early on, she is like part of the family here and we just we're so comfortable with her. And I do just want to again remind you that I'll be on the panel with her entitled Heritage Travel, Walking in Your Ancestors' Footsteps at the New York Times Travel Show, January 26th, 4 p.m., room 1E10. And what I'll do just to kind of hopefully motivate you to come as if any of our listeners want to come to the panel and you end up coming and showing up, send me an email beforehand and I'll bring you a copy of my book for you as a gift. Um, my well, well, well. Uh, yeah, I see that. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get some people there. We'll see if it works. I don't know how, how, I like that. how much of my book is, but um, I'd love to bring one, um, you know, write a little note for you in it and really just, you know, listen, nice, yeah. if you listen to this podcast and you're interested in heritage travel, you're going to love this show overall and you're going to love this panel. So with that, right, agreed. Yeah. I'm going to kick it over to Dolores and she's going to take us out as usual. So I'm going to read a 
wonderful iTunes review a couple episodes ago. We talked about how we were at 99 and we are over the 100 mark. Woo! Three figures. So that's nice. We're, I think we're at 107 now, which is, uh, makes us really happy. And this one is from actually one of our most active uh, new neighborhood members, Mikey Baresi. So, Mikey, thank you so much. He gives us a five star review and writes, best of the best. I've been listening to the podcast from the beginning and it continues to get better each episode. Anthony and Dolores have always felt like genuine people that I could have grown up with. And the new power hour with John, Pat and Rosella has truly been a blessing. I can't wait until the next episode. Thank you, Mikey. Very sweet. That's always wonderful for us to hear. Yeah. Thanks, Mikey. You've been really an inspiration to us as part of our new neighborhood with all of the posts that you put up about you and your kids and carrying your traditions along. You, you're doing a great job, man. Keep it up. Flores, tell our listeners where they can hook up with us on social. So we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find us by just searching Italian American Podcast. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.